right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Presidential Podcast uh, with Enzo, because I'm currently the president for at least a couple more months. Uh, this episode is really just a chance for us to answer some questions, talk about things that are coming up, and, and kind of be transparent with what the SRC is working on. Uh, for this episode, we'll have a chance to talk a little bit about the upcoming referendum on an infrastructure fee, and we'll touch a little bit about Winterfest, uh, which is happening this weekend. So with me today is a special guest, Ryan Maxwell. He's our Director of Finance, and I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, everyone. Uh, as Enzo mentioned, my name is Ryan. Uh, really happy to be here. Um, I'm your Director of Finance, so I oversee kind of the financial side of the SRC. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, I'm honored, really, to be here for the first ever uh, presidential podcast and uh, excited to talk about some cool things. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ryan, for, for doing this with me. Just to clarify with everyone, this is our very first time doing a podcast, at least it is for me. So bear with us as we kind of work through this and, and get a chance to, to provide you all with some clear communication from what's going on here. So let's start talking a little bit about uh, the upcoming referendum. So many of you will have noticed in your emails, there was an email sent out notifying you all um, of a vote happening on February 21st and 22nd. Uh, regarding an infrastructure fee. So I have Ryan with us today uh, just to, for us to kind of talk a little bit about what the infrastructure fee is, how the referendum will work, um, and kind of answer a few questions uh, leading up to that. So Ryan, let's jump into it. What is the infrastructure fee? Well, the infrastructure fee, so it, it, it's a fee, essentially. most At its most basic point is the fee of $30 that you would pay each semester um, that would go towards um, infrastructure of any kind that would be student funded for um, in the future. The next, there, there's no limit on the fee, and this this kind of allows um, for as our campus continues to develop, as our student body continues to change, grow, diversify. Um, this fee will allow for people to kind of allow have the campus change with it. Um, so that is kind of like at its most basic form, um, what the infrastructure fee is. Cool. And if I'm not mistaken, Ryan. Uh, you kind of discovered this fee a little bit as you spoke to other universities, is that right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I was fortunate enough to go to a, a conference earlier in the year and, and talk to many different student associations um, about the sorts of things they're doing and, and other directors of finances, VP finances, that sort of thing. Uh, and one thing that really stood out to me was this infrastructure fee that um, I believe the University of Saskatchewan has. Other universities have kind of similar fees as well. Um, but it really stood out to me just because it was half of their student fee and it was all focused on growth. And um, it really got me thinking about our, you know, SRC, our student body, the kind of input that um, we have on what happens on campus and, and kind of allow for the student body to make change and growing change um, for what the students really want. Uh, and we, we, we kind of lack that currently. Um, so that's kind of where the idea stemmed from. Cool. And can you talk to us maybe a little bit about um, – the background leading up to this fee. So I know that right now, just for a bit of context for everyone, we currently have uh, the reInvent the Library fee, which started 10 years ago at $25 a semester. And that fee actually ends this winter. So how does that fee kind of relate uh, to the infrastructure fee? They both, I guess, in, in my perspective, they both have to do with building a new building or renovating something. Uh, do you feel like they're related or? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a, a really important part to bring up too because as that so that fee was as you mentioned started by students um, and they they saw a need for infrastructure on campus they saw the need that the library was outdated it needed change they wanted a new building and they kind of teamed up with the university um, and, and kind of put some student 
funding into it, but they also allowed for the students to have input in what the library was going to look like um, and kind of inform students, that sort of thing. And I think that this fee would be very similar to that, but just a little bit more versatile. Um, and, and as the library fee comes to an end this semester, we don't want to you know, increase fees dramatically or anything like that. It's going from $25 in the library fee to $30 for the infrastructure fee. And that change was purely just the inflation uh, over the past 10 years that we've adjusted for. Um, so we really want to keep it very similar in terms of the value that it's creating for students. Um, but we just wanted to make it a little bit more versatile because we know that students' needs are changing, times are changing, and putting it towards you know one thing for the next 15 years, it may not be as necessary. So we wanted you know maybe a project in the short term, in the first five years, something like that. But uh, we really wanted the student input to kind of be deciding where where this this growth is go is kind of going. So yeah. Okay, and for this fee, obviously. Uh, $30 a semester can seem like a lot for, for some people. So maybe we can kind of talk a little bit about the pros and cons of a fee like this, considering that it's essentially looking at a, a long-term fee that would be, to my understanding, kind of invested in separate uh, infrastructure projects around campus, uh, similar to how the reinvent the library fee was. So what are some pros and cons, at least from your perspective, and then maybe I'll be able to jump in as well, uh, that you see with, with this fee? Definitely. Um, I've kind of touched on the student input part already, but I think that that's really important to kind of clarify that that is definitely a big pro. I think, you know, as we have it, we have some fees going on, but are going towards the SRC, going towards different things happening, like uh, levies on campus, but they're all operational. Um, and I think that having a certain amount of student funding going towards um, a fee that's going towards growth and infrastructure and change on campus, um, that really allows for like a new level of, of student input and students to be able to visibly see the change they want to see on campus. Um, so that's a really big one. Um, and I think also you, it, it's clear to see that some of our s current services are limited. You look at the gate, you look at um, you know, the library even, you look at all sorts of things on campus, they're, they're packed, you know, capacity's being reached. And as our student body continues to grow, um, we really want these services to be able to grow with them. And I I if we fall behind and, and don't kind of keep that uh, infrastructure growth going, then in five years time when that change is really desperately needed, because I think it's, it's visible that it's needed now, Absolutely. but it's, it, it's not, it's not like to the point where it needs to happen right now, but in five years, in seven, eight years, I think it will be. And if we're not kind of prepared for when that happens, then it's going to make for a really, really difficult transition period, a lot of growing pains because it's going to limit people from the services that Bishops uh, has to offer. Um, so I think that's really big too. Um, what about you? What, uh, or actually, I, I will touch on cons too. Obviously, the fee, it is going to be $30 um, per semester. And I understand that that's not pocket change. That's important money that, that mm -hmm. students really do rely on. Like students are living on a limited budget. Um, but I think, so I think that's you know important to consider. Like as a student, what are your thoughts on, on spending this money and, and making sure it's going to an effective place? Um, so yeah, it's just an important part to consider as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's a lot to discuss both both on the pros and cons. I think pre-pandemic, it would be tough to find a student who wouldn't say there's nowhere to sit in the library. There's nowhere you know, for, for students to hang out mm -hmm. or the gate is really run down or a lot of these infrastructure that you know we're really grateful to have on campus. And even though the library was just uh, renovated and it's a beautiful building, we recognize that that capacity is definitely a significant issue. And I think post-pandemic, uh, as you know, student numbers continue to, to climb in terms of how many students uh, attend bishops, it'll definitely be something 
worth addressing and and I think that's a pretty big pro in the sense of giving students a chance to then have a say in terms of Definitely. what is built next, right? And what's renovated next, what's created, and kind of uh, like having their input. And we've seen even, I think, over this past year, significant discussions around issues regarding, you know, sexual violence, sexual assault, uh, mental health, EDI, resources in general that are lacking that I think can probably be uh, well complemented with physical spaces that kind of make them more visible on campus. So I think there's definitely a, a lot of potential there. Um, to touch on the cons, I think the, the fee piece is, it's an important thing to consider, right? Like we have an opportunity now with the reinvent the library fee coming to an end to essentially remove $25 from, from student tuition mm -hmm. or to add $5 to what students are currently paying, right? For, for many students, probably, you know, some are, are likely very much noticing that additional $25 a semester is, is a burden. For others, maybe they're not, but we're, we are adding a, a $5 fee to their current tuition uh, if the referendum passes. So that's definitely an important consideration. And I guess the question then becomes for the student body, looking at themselves weighing the pros and cons and seeing if, you know, in investing that additional money in something that in, in all reality they, they probably won't see for quite some time, right? Like that's another con to probably discuss. Yep. It's you're putting this money towards it, but the people who started their reinvent the library fee 10 years ago, they, they got to see the library today, but they sure didn't get mm -hmm. a chance to study in it, to book a room in it, and to enjoy it. Um, but maybe that kind of pairs up with, with kind of the legacy piece of Bishop and kind of giving to future generations. Yeah, I think that also kind of just ties into the Bishop's culture a little bit. I think that we have a lot of strong alumni connections and, and, and alumni in general just tend to be very involved. They, they want to be involved in whatever it may be, extracurriculars, just academics within the school. Um, and, and I think that that kind of ties into the fee a little bit just because 10 years ago, students were willing to, even before they were alumni, kind of help out the people coming behind mm -hmm. them. And I think this fee, although it's it, it would be difficult to see the, the benefit in the present, um, it would be really cool to see kind of students continue to pay it forward. You know, we received that, that really the beautiful library uh, learning cons that we have now, and that was from, you know, students 10 years ago. But um, I think that this fee would, is an idea of just us continuing to pay it forward for the next generation of, of Bishop students, really. Um, so I think that's just a cool thing to take into consideration, but it's also important to know that, yes, like this fee probably wouldn't affect Unless you're in first year, you're probably not even going to be here for the renovation itself of the gate, yeah. right? So it's definitely important to take into consideration. Definitely. So you brought up the gate as kind of being what likely will be the first project this fee goes towards. So why the gate? I know for a lot of people, they'll probably be questioning, it seems like there's maybe more important things for this fund to go towards if it's passed. So why start with that? Definitely. Well, that's a great question. And I think um, it wasn't an easy decision. I think there, there was a lot of thought uh, going into where this fee should go for the first you know, five years or wherever it may be, just so that there's something concrete for students to offer. Because that, that's really why we wanted to, to have something that this fee would go towards for the first five years, um, because we really wanted to make sure that the fee is going towards something that would benefit students in some way. Mm -hmm. um, so the gate was chosen. Uh, for a few reasons. Uh, the first is, as I kind of previously mentioned, capacity and, and what the gate is currently, right? It's it's barely meeting its capacity needs. I think that it's um, maybe a little bit run down. The space isn't as maybe good as what it could potentially be. So there, and we recognize that there is potential for that space. 
Um, so I think that that's like, th there is kind of a need for the renovation itself. Um, and maybe the question might be asked in terms of why the gate as opposed to renovating a different space that may also be run down. Mm -hmm. um, but I think an answer to that is there, there has been conversations in the past with the school about renovating the gate and students contributing to that in some way, shape or form. And that kind of kickstarted a conversation that we, we have had with the school for the past few months, I would say, um, in terms of making sure that this project can happen. And I think like we discussed, um, you know, this new student union building, new student union spaces, um, but just because of the, the way space is on campus, it was very, very, very difficult to orchestrate and wouldn't have been possible in the next five years. So it's a project that's, that's very possible and is we have confirmation from the school um, saying like they are going to contribute to this project. Um, we get to decide students are able to, you know, put their input on what they want to see in the gate and really make it, you know, a nicer space, space a safer space, because we really do hear those concerns and we want to make it so that the space is, um, you know, great for a diverse need, a uh, diverse amount of needs, um, but also just a safe uh, and good space, I guess you could say. I'll, I'll let you kind of touch on it too. Yeah, definitely. So I guess to give maybe a, a bit of a background context, for those of you who don't know me, I'm not necessarily someone who would particularly uh, go to the gate. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see that this is, is you know the first project being proposed. But I think, Ryan, you bring up a lot of good points in the sense that it essentially allows the students to start from scratch in the sense of reinventing how they see the gate space itself, right? Mm -hmm. To make it a space that isn't necessarily just a bar space, but that can be used potentially during the daytime, used by extracurricular groups, used as a, a you know, a third space for students to study and to hang out. And we've seen, especially now uh, during the pandemic, how we're using it as kind of like a study space and, and um, a flow space for, for those that are eating from the pod. So I think there's a lot of potential with that space and, and kind of allowing students to have a really big say in, in how they want that location to look like. And definitely when it comes to the nighttime aspect, making it a, a space that, that has an ambiance that's probably a lot more welcoming and, and safe feeling. Um, so there's definitely a lot of, of benefits in starting with the gate. And you mentioned, I mean, this is probably not news to a lot of you, but I remember in my first year, there was a lot of talk about like, oh, how next year they're renovating the gate. Oh no, the year after they're <laughs> renovating the gate. And every year it's like, oh, they're gonna renovate the gate eventually. Well, now it gives us a chance to kind of, you know, have a, an active role to play in that renovation. And I think that's that's a pretty critical piece and knowing that it's in the university's plans to, to do so in the next, is it five years, five years or so? Yeah, five years, yeah, before 2027 mm -hmm. would, be which the, would be the timeline. Yeah, which which would be really great even though, you know, neither of us will get a chance <laughs> yeah. to see it. Um, definitely a, a cool space um, to look at and, and to invest in. And I think what's important with the fee too is that for the next five years, as we know the fees going to that, it also gives the SRC and the students a chance to kind of plan for what is the fee going to next. Mm -hmm. And and I think that kind of ties into a lot of what we discussed in terms of like student voice and yeah. and whatnot. So for sure there's a lot to a lot to unpack there in terms of, of why the gate being the first project, but hopefully with student input we'll really be able to turn that space into something that, that feels accessible for for everyone and, mm -hmm. and kind of becomes that space that is that space that's really there for for all students and um, and benefits them to the to the most of its ability definitely so 
with that, we kind of touched on, you know, issues that we might see coming up with the gate being the main project. We spoke about pros and cons of the infrastructure fee. Um, maybe we can just touch a little bit about what to expect for the referendum itself. So this referendum will actually take place at the same time as the executive elections for the SRC. So voting for that opens on February 21st and 22nd. Um, and when you go and vote for the candidates that are running for the executive election, you'll also have a chance to vote in this referendum. It'll be a simple yes, no vote. Uh, the question will be present with a preamble at the start. Um, and students will kind of have a chance to say whether or not they, they want to to, to invest in this or, or not. Uh, it's pretty much as simple as that. Is mm -hmm. there anything else you think students should know leading up to the referendum? I, I think not, not really. You kind of touched on pretty much everything. I, I would say the biggest thing is just we'd love to hear your input. We want to hear those discussions being had, you know, positive or negative about the fee. I think that if you have, you know, questions, if you have whatever it is about the fee, come talk, you know, talk to your friends. It doesn't have to be to the SRC. It can be to anyone, but have those discussions and, and you know, try and learn new things about what the fee could be for and maybe present ideas that you have, you know, really or ideas you'd like to see happening on campus, things you want to see change. Um, so I think just we'd love to see those conversations being had and, and we, we want to hear your input. So definitely go vote. Um, but that, that's about it. I'd, I'd have to add, yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. So I think maybe we'll kind of wrap it up there for the infrastructure fee. Uh, depending if, if students have a lot of questions or if they want to see us do another podcast, we can maybe do another series specifically on, on the infrastructure fee and maybe touch upon you know, the wild possibilities that can exist past just <laughs> this five-year plan. And definitely there, there's a lot of them. It's really up to, to students' imagination. Yeah. But before we kind of wrap up this episode, I'm hoping to maybe ask you a couple other questions regarding Winterfest coming up this weekend. Sure. Um, there's definitely been a lot of questions in, in the student community asking, you know, uh, about the cost of Winterfest and specifically the tickets and, and how, you know, $35 a ticket is a pretty hefty price. So could you maybe touch upon why it's that price, what students are, are expecting to see if they purchase a ticket and, and what's to come from that? Yeah, totally. And, and I, I've definitely heard these, these questions and, and I totally hear where, where students come from because $35 is, is no small amount of money. Um, but it, I think it's, it's definitely important to just kind of be transparent and, and have this conversation about why, why it does cost that much. Um, so starting off with the cost of the event, um, it's a really, really fun, crazy, cool event that, that has kind of been a tradition uh, at Bishops. Um, but it, it comes with some costs. The rail itself um, is quite expensive. It's approximately $10,000. Um, I don't want to get too much into the specifics of the budget, but there's the... Uh, the, I guess, infrastructure that comes along with the event, so lights, sound, uh, fencing, porta-potties, all sorts of things that, um, you know, we rent, we purchase, whatever it may be, and it does create a lot of expenses for the event. Um, so that's kind of what goes into the cost itself. Um, but I think it's also important to say we're, we're really not aiming to, to make, like, a, a huge profit on the event. We're, we're trying to make the event work. Um, with the COVID restrictions, as things have kind of changed, it's not like your regular Winterfest. There is no concert, um, but there's going to be a DJ. There's going to be the, the classic rail jam, which we are s really looking forward to. I think it's going to be a really cool event, and I'm really excited and pumped to, to be able to help kind of contribute to the creation of the event and making it, um, you know, the most fun Winterfest uh, that we've had so far. I, I really do think that it's going to be it's going to be amazing, but there are some costs, as I've mentioned. So 
Um, I just want students to know that we, we really do just kind of want to cover those costs and make sure that we're not, you know, losing, I guess, money as a, as a student body organization um, because it, it doesn't really help anyone um, there. So that's kind of where those, that ticket price feeds into all those costs. Um, and uh, yeah, I really hope that that kind of addresses some of people's questions and in terms of where their money is kind of going and why it, it's, it's costing so much. Um, so yeah. Definitely, I definitely think that helps kind of clarify uh, the situation. And hopefully we'll, we'll get a chance to talk to more students during Winterfest and see what they like, what they don't like, and yeah. how we can continue to improve. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is definitely coming back from what has probably been the hardest two years in, in a lot of people's lives. So uh, hopefully it's kind of a, an easy transition back into what Winterfest was and, and what it can be in the future. 100%, yeah. All right. So with that, I think that kind of wraps up the first episode of a presidential podcast, which is kind of wild because it's been a, a thought and, and dream of mine for quite some time to do one. Uh, so I really appreciate Ryan, Ryan joining me uh, in, in creating this first episode. And, and hopefully a lot of you will give it uh, give it a listen and, and give us some feedback as to what you'd like to hear next. The whole point of this show is to give you an inside look at the SRC and try to be as transparent as possible, address questions, give us uh, give you feedback, give us feedback and kind of just spark discussions as to what we can do to better serve students so with that i want to wish you all a, a great day and hopefully we'll we'll chat soon